everybody and welcome back to No Good Thing Apart. My name is Sarah and I am your host and today I want to start going through the book of John with you guys. So uh, every other episode I'll have a guest on here and so then the week that I have a guest on we won't be talking about the gospel of John. We'll be talking to something, so, talking about something more like topical with whoever is on the show. But when it's just me, um, I just thought it'd be really good to go through the word together and I think that there's no better place to start than one of the Gospels. So without further ado, um, how this is going to work out, I'm just going to do one chapter at a time per episode. So it's going to take a while for us to get through it, but that's okay because it's we're just here vibing, you know? Um, so yeah, and the book of John was, was written by John, the son of Zebedee. And Zebedee, I, I think I pronounced that right. Hopefully, if not, it's okay. There's a lot of weird not weird but just like words names in the bible that don't correspond to what you commonly hear nowadays um but the book of john was written by john and the theme of john's gospel is that jesus is the promised messiah and son of god and that by believing in jesus people can have eternal life so each gospel although they all tell the same story they both have a different perspective of the same story so that is what this perspective is getting at. So I'll do a little section and then pause and then talk about it and then do another section and so on and so on. So let's get started. So John 1 starts with um, talking about the word and how the word became flesh. So it starts with, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Okay, so just stop right there. When I first read this, I was so confused. Like, the first time I ever read it, I was like, what? Like, I can, I'm not following. So, <laughs> the first verse is, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So this is saying the word has been here from the beginning to the end. Um, And it's going back to talking about Genesis. And John will soon identify the word as Jesus. So when I first read read this, I thought it was talking about the word as in like the Bible. But obviously the Bible wasn't written yet because it it hadn't happened yet. Um, But what's interesting to me is I'm just thinking this now, like how... Um, the word, even though this is talking about Jesus, God already knew everything that would ever be written down in the word. So the word, I guess what we're reading today has always been because God has always been and he knew what was going to happen, if that makes sense. But nevertheless, I digress. Um, so he was in the beginning with God. So now looking at this from a perspective of the word is Jesus. So in the beginning was the word, Jesus, and the word was with God. Jesus was with God, and the word was God. Jesus was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So it's saying everything was made through Jesus. Nothing ever was made, like, apart from Jesus. Even things that are man-made, um, obviously this is talking about the creation story, so nothing had been man-made yet, because man hadn't even been made yet. Wow, try saying that five times fast. (laughs) But, like, even things that are man-made nowadays, like, it's only through Jesus that we're able to make those things. Like, 
the whatever you're listening on this right now. Like, yes, a man made that, but only because the Lord allowed him to. The Lord gave him the knowledge to make that. Um, and then the next one, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So Jesus as the light brings to the dark world true knowledge, moral purity, and the light that shows the very presence of God. So Jesus is showing us the light um, to, to men. And I'm a lot of what I'm saying is coming from this study Bible that I have, and it's just it's the ESV study Bible. So if you have that study Bible, if you just look down in the notations, that's that's basically what I'm sharing from um, for the understanding of what's going on. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I think this verse is so encouraging because it it just goes to shows that like with Jesus we have power, like. Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It's impossible for the darkness to overcome Jesus because he's defeated darkness. He's defeated death, death itself. Uh, And then moving on to the next section. So verse six, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, about Jesus, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. So this is important to note because a lot of people in the Bible time like thought that John was the promised Messiah. And then later on in the book, you'll see that he says, like, I'm not the Messiah. I There's one coming whose um, shoes I'm not worthy to untie. I really think the book of John, I, I love the book of John. And part of it is because like John talks about himself in third person a lot and like, one of my favorite verses is later in the Bible, like when it talks about the resurrection in the book of John and he talks about how he outran Peter to the tomb. And I was just like, like what? He just like had to pat himself on the back for that. But we'll get, we'll get to that later. Um, so for now, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So being born again, this is what this is talking about. For all who believe in Jesus, you, he allows you to become children of God. And we are all, so this is like tricky because we're all children of God because God created all of us, but not everybody is saved just automatically. Like those who believe in Jesus are saved, which is why it's so important to share the gospel and get this news out there. So he was in the world already and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. So that everything was already created. He already created everything, but they didn't know their creator. Well, they did, but they didn't know Jesus personally. So Jesus is coming to the earth at this point. He already came now, but like talking about right on the Bible. Um, Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the son of God. Sorry, as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And in parentheses, John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. For him, for from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. 
For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at Father's side, the Father's side. He has made him known. So, um, Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us, and because of that, we have seen his glory. And he is the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And to think, like, that God gave up his, God the Father gave his only son so that we would be reconciled with him is just such a beautiful thing, and it's such a huge sacrifice. Jesus paid a huge sacrifice by taking all of our debts on this on the cross and the father paid a huge sacrifice by providing his only son um and then john talks about how it's jesus who is above him because jesus was before him um for from his fullness we've all received grace upon grace so because of the fullness of christ we have received grace it's not through our own doing it's not through works um it's not through anything of our doing, it's all through Jesus. The only way that we are saved is because of Jesus's grace. And it's really easy to get into the mentality of, oh, the more I do for God, the better I'll be. But that's just not true. Like, yes, your salvation will show itself in your, like, just how you act on a daily basis. But it's not the actions themselves that are saving you. You've already been saved. And now, your actions are reflecting the salvation that you have received. And which is why, like, it obviously someone who just came to faith does not bear as much fruit as someone who has been a believer for like 20 or 30 years because they're, they're being sanctified. You know, it's a process. Going on to verse 19. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said. So this is referring to Isaiah 40 verse 3. And um, it's because he's preaching a word of repentance and divine judgment. And he's the messenger of God who um, is to prepare the way for the Lord of the Old Testament, which is Yahweh himself, and to come to his people through the wilderness. So John is making this pathway for the Lord, for Jesus in coming. And John is actually uh, Jesus's cousin. So... You see this in Luke. There's kind of a better, a bigger backstory in Luke to this because when Mary came to Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth is like, oh my goodness, blessed is the um, baby in your womb for like my baby jumped when he like felt the presence of your baby, which is really wild. Like even in the womb, John knew that Jesus, baby Jesus was the Messiah. Like that's so crazy. Whenever I think about that Christmas song, Mary, do you know? Did you know? Um, it's just, it's really like eye-opening to think like, did she, like, of course she knew, but did she understand fully the like depth and weight of what was happening of her carrying the son of God? And obviously we are not to worship Mary. That is a Catholicism. That is belief of Catholicism. And that is not true. Mary was 
sinful too. She was not perfect. Although she was set apart, that doesn't mean that she was perfect. Because if she was perfect, then she could have died for our sins and she wouldn't need to bear the Son of Christ. Or, no, she wouldn't need to bear the Son of God. So no, Mary was not perfect, although she was um, highly favored. So then verse 24, now they had been sent from the Pharisees. So this is talking to those group of people who asked him, like, who are you? Tell us who you are. The Pharisees sent them um, to ask John that. Then they asked him, then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? And John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one who you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. So that was the verse that I was talking about earlier. And then going on to verse 29, it says, The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. So when John says that he did not know Jesus, like he didn't know him, he obviously, he knew him before this as a person, but this text is probably saying that he like didn't know that he was the Messiah until this moment. So it's really interesting because John, like before this, he knew of Jesus, but he just didn't know that Jesus was the Messiah before this moment because God told him, the father told him, you know, the, whoever the spirit or whoever the, um, yeah. And John bore witness, I saw the spirit descend from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. So whoever the spirit descends from heaven and remains on, that who that is him who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And he's like, well, Jesus, you are the Messiah. And so, yeah, that is that explanation. So John is basically just saying, hey, guys, look, this is who I was talking about. And then the next section um, it says, the, verse 35, The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And this is the second time that he has said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And this is such a gr- good like thing to note that he says this again, because the Lamb of God is referring to um, like the ultimate sacrifice that will be paid. Because in the Old Testament, they used lambs as sacrifices to God for their sins. But this is the Lamb of God. This is the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. And then it says, The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. And in later, um, 
texts, I think in Corinthians I was reading, I was really confused because I didn't know that Peter, I've read this, like the book of John before, but I didn't um, know that Cephas was Peter. So that's important to note too, because later in the Bible, um, Paul refers to Peter as Cephas. So Cephas also means rock in Aramaic. And this little note here in the study Bible says that uh, God frequently changed people's name to indicate their special calling, as was the case with Abram, Abraham, and Jacob, in parentheses, Israel. So he did that on purpose, and it was all intentional. Everything, whenever I go through the word, I realize that every little detail is so intentional. Like, God is such an intentional God. He doesn't just, like, do, like, random little things, and he's like, oh, maybe it'll fall together. No, he's so intentional, and... I love that about him. So uh, going on to the last little passage, I think I'll break this up into two chunks because it's kind of a longer passage. But starting in verse 43, it says, The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him who of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Just come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So I said I was going to break that up, but it just had such a good flow, I felt like I couldn't. So <laughs> I just read the whole thing. So back it up, back it up, Terry, up to verse 43. And um, Philip goes up to Nathaniel, which some scholars believe Nathaniel is... Um, the personal name for Bartholomew, which is also mentioned in other areas of scripture, and he is um, closely tied to Philip. And so Philip goes to him and says, hey, we found the Messiah, and then tells him that he's Jesus from Nazareth. And then Nathaniel says to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And that is like a pretty common saying back in Bible days. Nazareth was like just a really small town, of no more than 2,000 people, and everyone always said, oh, like, nothing good comes out of Nazareth, and so that's, it's really interesting also that um, Jesus was born in Nazareth, because the best thing ever came out of Nazareth, and yeah, I think that in and of itself just goes to show that God really, he does associate himself with the lowly, and he, Jesus was not this, like, super, like, powerful well he was powerful but from a worldly sense if someone looked at him and didn't believe that he was the messiah they would be like oh you peasant basically um and god uses the lowly he uses the lowly in spirit and um he uses the poor and it's i think it's because when you're really when you have a lot of riches and you have every single one of your needs met and more you don't really see a need for jesus and that can like kind of happen in my own life I'm being honest when I'm like just every single need is being met and like life is going good and then I'm just like wow like life is so great 
And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I just get into this like rhythm of just being blessed and don't acknowledge that they're blessings. And I'm just like, nice. Life is just so good. And then something bad happens and I'm just like, God, why? Why did you let this happen? But it's like, he let it happen because it's a wake up call. It's helping me realize that like everything is so like fragile everything is on this earth just will it'll all fade away me my like I will fade away my body will anyways um like all of our materials that we have it's all gonna fade away and so yeah um and so then Nathaniel just Philip said just like okay just come come and see check it out and then Nathaniel goes with him and it's like he's like I'm guessing he's pretty skeptical because he's like, nothing good comes out of Nazareth. But before he even says anything, Jesus saw him and said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there's no deceit. And then Nathaniel's like, wait, how do you even know me? And um, Jesus said, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And that's just saying that he had this, like, this spiritual knowledge of where Nathaniel was before Philip even came to him. And then Nathaniel's like, oh my goodness, you are the son of God. Like you, you are the son of God. You're the king of Israel. And Jesus goes, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe you will see greater things than these? And then goes on to tell him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending. So when he says this, he is referring to Genesis um, when Jacob had a dream about this. So Genesis 28 10. I'll start with 10. Um, it says, Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie. I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? There is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. So in his dream, the angels of God were ascending and descending. So Jesus is telling Nathaniel that Jesus himself will be a greater way of, um, a greater way of access to God than the heavenly ladder on which angels traveled between God and Jacob. I love, love the book of John so much because it's so descriptive. And I believe it's the longest gospel because it's so just, no, I think Matthew is, I think Matthew is the longest gospel. Um, but just the way that John articulates himself, I really, really appreciate. So that was the first chapter of John. And yeah, just to, um, summarize here, it starts with John explaining who Jesus is. And then he also explains who he is and, explains that he is not Jesus of all these things that he is describing Jesus as John himself is not Jesus but then he 
he sees Jesus and realizes, oh, you are the Messiah. And after this is established and he um, talks about how this is the man who he was, this is who he was talking about, man and son of God. He was talking about this whole time. And Jesus calls his first disciples. And that pretty much sums up John chapter 1. So, yeah, I, like I said before, I love uh, the book of John. It's probably my favorite book of the Bible. And I think it's also a lot more helpful to go through the Bible instead of just talking about random things on here by myself. Because I don't know everything. And I would rather talk about things, like topical things, with people who um, know more about that too. Because obviously I don't know everything about everything. I barely know anything about anything, but... With the word, it's pretty straightforward. You know, you just read it and give context. And also, I have the Holy Spirit in me, so the Lord graciously allows me to understand what's going on as well. And obviously, that doesn't mean that I'm immune to misinterpretations. And if you ever feel like I have misinterpreted something, please let me know because I want to grow from that too. And I will share anything that I've realized is a misinterpretation as well. I don't want to lead anybody in a direction that is not true. I just, I want to share what Jesus is saying, what he is saying about himself. And I just want to share the truth. And truth is not subjective, by the way, because there's just one truth. That's what makes it truth. So if I'm wrong about something, please don't be afraid to say something in fear of making me mad or something. Just just please talk with me, message me on the Instagram or uh, I think there's a way to reply on Spotify to the podcast as well. So yeah, please just let me know. And with that being said, that wraps up this episode. I'm really excited to have my friend Aubrey on next week. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet, but I know for sure, well, not next week, but the next episode, I know for sure I'm going to have her on here. So I'm really, really excited for that. And yeah, so this will be two weeks from today that that episode will be released. But until then, I hope that you have a great couple weeks and that you abide in the vine. Bye guys. <laughs>